Hey there, and welcome to the devotional. I'm Walter, the dyslexic bilingual hillbilly and pastor of the Rhine River Baptist Church. Today is Thursday, April 27th, 2023, and today is our 125th devotional. And today we're looking at how Christ was about the Father's business when he called Judas. Um, <laughs> this is uh, one of those instances that you look at and you know he's God in the flesh and he's um, he doesn't make a mistake and yet he calls someone like Judas uh, to be his follower and um, we know that it was all uh, prophesied in the Old Testament um, we even see how that uh, David prophesied that it was his uh, it would be someone that was close to him, that had sat at the table with him and eaten with him, uh, that would betray him. And um, it, it's just interesting to see how Judas got to this point. Uh, but it was all in the Father's plan. And I I firmly believe that, that it wasn't, um, Judas did not have to do this, um, if he would have chosen to go a different way, uh, prophecy would have been different. But because God knew what Judas was going to do, he prophesied what he would do. And Judas went exactly how God saw that he would do it. It wasn't God forcing him to. It wasn't God's uh, sovereign, um, predetermined, you have to do this. It was God looking at it and saying, this is what I know you will do. And I don't want you to. You can stop. You can turn around. Uh, and, and you might say, um, I, I disagree with you on this, uh, Pastor Clark, Walter. I disagree with you on it. But uh, let's just take a, a quick look at it. And we can agree to disagree on that. I think that's something that uh, people have disagreed way too much on. But uh, let's just take a look at his life and and his his story here he's mentioned in all of the gospels so uh but judas was just like the other disciples when he was called um there was no big fanfare we don't find a big ceremony you might say of him being called it was just he was named and then christ sent them out and he it appears did miracles just like all the other uh disciples there was no difference there and in fact you might even say uh, that he rated a little bit higher than some of the other disciples because um, he, one, he carried the bag. Uh, he had a position of authority. Um, he sat next to Jesus in the upper room uh, when Jesus dipped the sup, uh, the, the bread into the vinegar, and then gave it, uh, he gave it to Judas Iscariot, which he was right next to him. And uh, so he, he had a position of prominence, you might say there. Um, Judas had his feet washed by Jesus. He didn't say, no, you won't wash my feet. Um, he was right there. He had his feet washed. And he he's even called in, in Matthew chapter 6, verse 50, Christ, as he's being betrayed uh, after um Judas has kissed him. Jesus looks at him and says, friend, what doest thou? And, and it's like, Judas, don't you realize what you've just done? Uh, don't you please, friend, 
think about what you're doing. And it's not until later that Judas finally wakes up and, and we find that Judas didn't even have true repentance. He goes back to the priests. You find in Matthew 27, uh, 3 and 5, uh, and he th casts the money down and gets rid of it, but he doesn't make it right. He doesn't do what he should have done. He is just overcome with grief and or guilt and, and that's what satan loves to do to us he likes to make us feel guilty without taking care of the problem and uh you find in in acts chapter 1 verse 18 he went out and hanged himself and then he his bowels burst open when when the rope didn't he uh, hold up. So uh, just a tragic story there, but uh, I find that it's interesting. Where did this all start and how did he get to this place? Well, uh, it all started when Judas thought he should get more than what he had, when he thought he was signed up for more than what he had. And, and just think about what Judas had, what Judas signed up for here. He was with God in the flesh. He was seeing miracles on a daily basis, and you would think that should be enough. But I think just like Judas, for most of us, we would get tired of that really quick. And wait a minute, there's hardship here, and and we, it wouldn't be just enough for us to be close to Jesus. He became carnal or uh, critical. Sorry, he became critical of others around him. Think about in John chapter twelve. Um, when Mary brings in the ointment and anoints the feet of Jesus. And Judas stands up and he says, wait a minute, why was not this ointment sold for 300 pence and given to the poor? And it says this, he said, not that he cared for the poor, but because he was a thief and had the bag and bear what was put therein. Why did he do that? Because he wanted more for himself. He didn't want it to go to anyone else. And you would think, shouldn't he want all honor and glory to go to Christ? And the answer comes back, obviously, no. Uh, he wanted some of that for himself. He uh, felt like Christ was getting too much attention at this point, and which is silly. But when you start going down this road, it's it's amazing where the road will lead you when you start becoming a thief, you start lying, you become critical of other people. And I've watched this in churches. When you have someone get very critical um, and, and refuse to start to be reasoned with, uh, you know you've got a, a big problem here and they are being just like Judas. Uh, I've seen it numerous times in our churches uh, along the way that uh, the people that are going to uh, split the church, they start off by, well, isn't this a little bit, couldn't this be done better? Shouldn't the resources be used better here? Uh, why are we giving so much to missions? And there's always some excuse of why their idea is better than everyone else's. But here, Judas, couldn't we give it to the poor? Oh, it sure sounds good, but he's being super critical here. So when you see somebody that's being super critical, um, just remember that they're being like Judas and keep an eye on them, you might say. So what can we learn from this? 
Well, uh, we need to start loving the gift of God. And, and what's the gift of God? Uh, we need to start loving the gift that God has given to us, which is the Holy Spirit. And just embrace this wonderful gift that God has given to us of himself, that he is close with us, that he is near, instead of wanting him to meet uh, all of our desires, all of our wishes. Um, it, it seems like so much of the time we're so uh, big on God answering all of our prayers uh, and just stay out of my business. Uh, we want him to do all this stuff for us and just don't convict me of sin. Don't try to make me to be like you. Let me live the way I want to and stay out of my business, but just do all this stuff for me. And that's just a very shallow and childish way to think. Uh, we need to stop that. We need to start loving just his presence. And whatever will draw him closer to us, whatever will draw us closer to him, I think I should say, whatever will draw us closer to him, we should be willing to go through that. And he might take us through some tough times. I mean, look at Abraham and Isaac and they're on the mountain. Uh, boy, that must have been a tough time, but it drew them closer to God. So um, then when we become uh, critical of others around us uh, constantly, we are being like Judas, uh, who was ultimately following the devil. Uh, and, and we don't want to be like that. We uh, super critical people. Uh, they are just like Satan. He is the accuser of the brethren. And someone that is always accusing someone else is just trying to cover up their own inadequacies, their own sins, and, and we need to keep that in mind. And then lastly, when we repent, we should do it the right way, not just for show, but we should do it really. We should go back and try to make it right. And I really wonder if, if Judas would have come back, uh, if he wouldn't have hung himself, if he would have come back and apologized and repented, uh, would Christ have forgiven him? I really believe he would have. But in God's foreknowledge, he saw that he would not do that. Uh, when we repent, we don't want to do it, uh, which is uh, like Esau did it with tears, but not from the heart. We need to repent from the heart and do whatever it is to make it as right as we can and then confess and forsake our sins. So um, do it the right way. Uh, let's take a lesson from Judas uh, of how not to live our lives. So I hope that's a help to you and I hope that's a blessing to you. And until tomorrow, auf Wiedersehen.